Hey guys, it is Nicole here back on this Tuesday night. I hope you guys are all doing good out there, better than me, hopefully. <laughs> and welcome back to Nicole's View. So bear with me, I am under the weather. Yesterday, I felt like total crap. I had a very sore throat. I mean, I was getting like the chills and aching and I'm like, oh boy, I guess I'm coming down with flu-like symptoms. So I don't have the coronavirus, so I'm good, folks. Um, but I felt like crap last night and today I feel like better. I'm about 65% better. So thank you guys for checking in on me earlier. And um, yeah, I just wanted to speak on this because last night I was struggling, of course. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to stay up and watch this Corey Feldman documentary. I cannot miss this because he kept saying this is going to be like a pay-per-view thing. You can only see it now. And I think it was another time he was going to air it the following day today. Um, and I'm like, I don't know if I'll be able to watch it the following day. So I stayed up last night and it was just a mess. Okay. So, I mean, the first thing I want to really say is that we know that Corey Feldman has been trying his damnedest to get the truth out what happened to him and his best friend, Corey Haim, back in the 80s. These two were like, you know, the superstars of their day. Um, I guess you could say movie teen throbs, uh, superstars of their, of their time. And, you know, Corey has always said that, you know, that he was molested and his friend was raped. And a lot of people didn't want to hear it. A lot of people dismissed him, just said, oh, he's just some washed up old, you know, um, uh, child actor of the 80s. So many people didn't want to take him seriously. And this is one of the reasons why I believe him. I believe him just on that alone because now we're in this Me Too era, Times Up era, where we are supposed to believe everybody. So, of course, now folks can't ignore Corey Feldman. Although I find it very interesting that the mainstream media um, as a whole basically just, you know, they talked about it, but it was, it was very like, eh. Yeah, he's been saying this, but whatever. I mean, there's not the same um, vitriol that we saw with R. Kelly in that Lifetime documentary mess, you want to call a documentary. It wasn't the same venom that you felt with Bill Cosby or even with Michael Jackson and that Leaving Neverland bullshit. It wasn't there. I mean, there was folks on Twitter, you know, talking about it, but it didn't get that attention. And Feldman went on, you know, uh, a little media tour about it, but it wasn't the same thing. It, it didn't have that same punch. Like it should have, just like with the rest of these so-called documentaries and specials. It just wasn't there. So it didn't help, of course, that Feldman was turned down by a lot of these streaming services like your Netflix and I'm sure Hulu, whoever, um, they didn't want to touch it. So he had to create his own website to get this out. And with that, it brought on so many issues last night. 
people, you know, paid money to see it. It's $20 to view it. And I'm like, okay, I'll go ahead and pay this because I am a part of the uh, media, the new black media on social media. So I'm sure people are going to want to hear my opinions on it. And so I'm like, I have to watch it. So I went ahead and I paid for it. And I'm sitting up here last night, you know, not feeling worth a damn, but I'm determined to watch this. And I'm sitting up here and I'm like, okay, here we go. I, I kind of felt it was going to be some craziness. It's just, I felt it was going to happen. So eight o'clock comes, well, eight o'clock for those on the West Coast. For me, it was 10 o'clock central here in Texas. And I'm sitting up here, it's 10 o'clock, 10.15. You keep pressing to log in, get in. We kept getting a black screen, forbidden access denied. And you're just like, okay, all right. So I'm like, it's going to be that. So I just kept going on Twitter, seeing what everybody else was saying. Pretty much the same thing. Nobody could get in. But um, Feldman had a screening somewhere privately where there were people who were invited to come. Um, same thing happened. And eventually there, Feldman apparently stopped the filming of the movie. I believe 20 minutes in to let them know that we, those of us who bought the tickets to watch this online, they were being hacked basically. And for whatever reason, the, the company couldn't get it up fast enough. And then by that point, it was going on 11 o'clock here. I was like, you know what? I, I just want to go to sleep. I'm tired. I'm not feeling good, but I want to go ahead and, um, just call tonight because it looks like this is not going to happen. So I was pretty annoyed with it all, somewhat upset, but I'm like, I kind of figured something probably like this would happen. So I said, I'll wait to see what happens the next day. So the next day, Feldman comes out on Twitter again, apologizes, says that it wasn't his fault, that hackers, folks, you know, out there who don't want this to be um, exposed, um, he Name them the Wolf Pack. He's he talks about them briefly in his documentary, and it was just amazing to just sit back and look at all of this. And you know, he's out here, you know, naming names, and it seems like there's just like the big the mainstream media doesn't care. Okay, so anyway, I want to go ahead and just jump into it now. Um, with that said, I was able to finally watch it. Um, and now it's currently streaming for 24 hours. So if you want to see it, you can go to his website, mytruthdoc.com. And, um, it's on there and he's streaming it for 24 hours. So if you want to see it, check it out. I'll say for the most part, um, it kept me engaged. Um, it's not like the greatest documentary I've ever seen. It's not the worst, but for who he is, it was acceptable. Um, I thought it was decent. I thought it was just kind of straight to the point. It didn't kind of lag on about Corey Feldman too much or Corey Haim too much. It just kind of got to the point and it kind of opens up talking about, um, well, actually it opens up with a song that Feldman created for Corey Haim and then it eventually goes into the documentary and uh, how they met Corey Haim and Corey Feldman 
And then it just starts to talk about being in the industry and all these folks who are a part of Hollyweird and these people who, you know, are bad people and had all types of connections with young kids. And it just struck me as very, very sad um, that a lot of these parents may want their kids to get in this industry and have no idea just how deep, just how corrupt, just how seedy it can be. And, you know, if you are not there 24-7 making sure your child is okay, they can end up in the hands of a predator. That's what it really told me and how we shouldn't be so quick to want to push our kids into these industries unless you've done your homework and unless you plan on dedicating your life basically to making sure that your child is safe and not served up on a platter for these pedophiles. And one thing, like I said, I took away from this documentary, I believe them. You know, it's a lot of stuff I've seen when it comes to these documentaries or mockumentaries. I believe Corey Feldman, even with all the drama, even with all the things that he has going on. At times, I find Corey Feldman to be very erratic, very um, all over the place, you know. But when it comes to this, he seems focused. He seems laser point. Um, focus. He never seems to, from what I've seen thus far, he hasn't switched up his story. He's been very consistent. He hasn't um, just done a 360, so to speak. He's been very consistent. And with that, I say, okay, maybe there is something there, you know? Um, And he's been saying this for many years. So I can't dismiss that. It's not like He just came out of here out of nowhere when the Me Too movement started popping off. He's been saying this from day one and nobody wanted to hear him. That's one of the main reasons why I believe him. I believe when he talks about these folks who did this to him and his late friend, Corey uh, Haim, I believe it. I believe it. I, I don't think he's lying. I think he's telling the truth. And um, I'm going to go ahead and read some of this article from Hot Wired or Hot New Hip Hop.com. Hot New. I, I think this is Hot New. Lord have mercy. Uh, hot New Hip Hop.com. Okay. You know, when you've had a little bit too much um, medication, yeah, it's one of those things. I may have had too much. Um, Mucinex, but it's helping, okay? <laughs> anyway, Corey Hain claims Charlie Sheen raped Corey. Now, Charlie Sheen, some folks were upset because they were like, listen, the tabloids outed Charlie Sheen as being the possible person that raped Corey Hain. So some folks were not too thrilled to hear that because like, oh, we've heard this already. It's already been out there. You know, where are the new names? Where are the the folks that we think may be um, brought up? But Charlie Sheen was the biggest name. And I'm just kind of amazed how he has come out and denied it. 
but it's just still not that same energy. It's not that same energy. Like, you know, people out there on social media with their pitchforks or with their uh, Twitter fingers, it's just not that same energy. And I find that very, very interesting. Okay, goes on to say, this past Monday night, March 9th, Corey Feldman held a screening of his documentary, My Truth, which details the alleged sexual abuse that he and Corey Haim endured as child stars in Hollywood, excuse me, in Hollywood. In 2017, Charlie Sheen adamantly denied that he and Haim had any sexual encounter. However, Friday the 13th, actor Dominique uh, Brzezinska, I'm probably screwing up that last name, excuse me, Brzezinska, accused Sheen of raping Haim during the filming of the 1986 movie, Lucas. At the time of the production of the movie, the former two and a half men actor was 19 years old, while Haim was only 13 years old, which would legally classify the encounter as statutory rape, despite the acts being consensual. Okay, this is what they're saying. Goes on to say that Corey Feldman's My Truth documentary aired at Los Angeles Directors Guild of America and featured a segment entitled The Rape of Two Corys, which detailed the alleged sexual assault claims that Corey Haim made against Charlie Sheen during a revealing con um, conversation, excuse me, Haim had with Haim's abusers during the documentary, um, as he said, this wasn't like a one-time thing he said in passing. It wasn't like, oh, by the way, this happened. He went into great detail as Feldman cried during the scene. He told me, Charlie bent me over in between two trailers and put Crisco oil on my butt and raped me in broad daylight. This is crazy, folks. This is sick. Anybody could have walked by. Anybody could have seen it. Let's say this is really true. Okay. I should say alleged, but let's say this is true. Imagine just how bold, how much balls you have to have to, to do something like this. And I say that because Charlie Sheen, we all know a while back, he was out there, I mean, showing his ass, showing his ass, bragging about all the women he slept with. Then at one point, I think he had a scare or has... I don't know if he has AIDS or something like that. Talking about that kind of stuff. Winning. Tiger's blood. You guys remember that. Charlie Sheen was just buck wild. Okay. So when I think about who we are talking about, talking about in context, I can't dismiss it. I, I can't dismiss it. I can't say he, can't say he did it, but I cannot dismiss it you know if charlie sheen was just some square you know just was an actor did his thing whatever 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 and you didn't hear anything i'd probably be like oh but the more i sit and think about it i'm like 
This is Charlie Sheen. Wild child. This man does all kinds of stuff. I don't know what he's up to today. You don't hear much about him now. Um, I, I think at one point he was all on drugs. I, I mean, just all over the place. Just a mess. But, like I said, the more I think about it and then you listen to Corey, who has been very consistent, I can I can believe it. Put it that way. And you guys know... When it comes to these stories and whatnot, I try to look at it from every angle. I try to be fair, but to me, Corey, like I said, he didn't jump on the bandwagon. He's been saying this, you know, I know some people have their reservations about it, but this is just me. Okay. This is just my opinion. Okay. So it goes on to say. Corey Haim tragically passed away from pneumonia in 2010 and doesn't have the opportunity to defend himself from his alleged abuser in Charlie Sheen. As for Sheen, he's found himself in a shitstorm as of late after being accused of plotting to murder his former assistant and revealing that he was, as I said just now, HIV positive in 2017 and has possibly knowingly spread spread the virus to his intimate partners. Okay, folks? Yeah. So, uh, to me, yes, I can see this being true. What Corey Feldman is saying. I can see it being totally true. I mean, look at this. Like, when she came out and said this, any everyday run-of-the-mill person would have been charged with something. The fact that he wasn't even charged with anything when he came out and said that. Think about that, folks. You have people out here parroting that Bill Cosby admitted to giving to drugging women and giving them quaaludes, even though that's a damn lie. But you had Charlie Sheen during an interview, say this. Where's the prosecution? Where's the DAs? He should have been charged on that alone. I thought that was considered a felony. But what happened? What, well, what happened with that? Nothing. Nothing. Think about that, folks. And then it goes on to say, check out the trailer. For Corey Feldman's Disturbing My True Documentary. And that's the end of the article. And, you know, aside from Charlie Sheen, um, you know, being the main name that was presented in this documentary, Feldman talked about other people in the industry. And a lot of them I didn't know. I do know Sheen. But the other man that I, I did notice, it, it doesn't surprise me. The more lower level folks, it doesn't surprise me. And in the documentary, Feldman even said, you know, it's not so much the big name executives that, you know, folks may thought I was going to out. Um, oh, excuse me. Let me um, mute this. It's, uh, playing. Um, it's also the fact that it, it just shows you how you don't know who 
is in these circles? Who are around these kids? You know? And I honestly, I can say I'm not shocked. I'm not shocked at all. Let's see, this page is reloading. Come on. But yeah. Some of the people that he named, like I said, I didn't know. And I'm going to go ahead and read some of the names. He called out John uh, Grissom, 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 excuse me, uh, nightclub owner Alfie Hoffman and former talent manager Marty Weiss, um, who some of these he has talked about before. And of course, these these men have denied the claims. Grissom reportedly denied the allegations in a YouTube comment writing. I said, it's not me. I'm sick and tired of saying of saying that when no one listens. Uh, so God damn it. I'm not repeating it anymore. Um, I mean, it's it's no surprise to me. It's no surprise to me. Now, these men have every right to say that they didn't do these things they're not guilty and we're supposed to at least keep that in mind but like I said I I don't know I just I believe Corey Feldman that's just the feeling I get um he seems to me when it comes to this topic itself very authentic now what Corey does <laughs> whatever else he does I'm like, okay, I don't know what's going on. And I know some people felt some type of way because, you know, some folks felt like, why do you need, you know, $20, uh, all this money from other people to just say, hey, you know, out these people. Who are these monsters? Who are these pedophiles that did these things? But in his mind, he's like, okay, if I'm going to be doing all this, you know, I need to hire security. I need to... Have, you know, this, that, and a third. I need to have lawyers on deck. I need to. So in that aspect, I can understand it. But I can also understand that, you know what? If these people are still active in Hollywood, then they need to be outed and they need to be dealt with immediately. It shouldn't be any humming and hawing. But, you know, um, I found it to be eye-opening, you know. Uh, and I hope that people who have children are not so quick to want to put them in a position where they can be harmed like this, where they can be scarred for life like this. That's all um, that I really have to say in regard to that. But um, Feldman, anything in the future that he may do, he, he, he needs to be very, very careful. Um, he needs to be more, I don't want to say professional. Yes, professional, yeah. But he needs to be on his A-game. Because when you're bringing something like this to light, you don't want people to dismiss you. And I think he lost a lot of that last night when this all happened. When you're bringing out something this, you know, strong and big, you have to make sure everything is covered. All your I's are dotted. All your T's are crossed. Because you want to look as authentic as possible. You don't want to come across like a scam artist. And that's the only thing I would tell him. Is that to just be on your A game next time. Um, he should have known that 
they, these folks, whoever they are, would have tried to butcher his stream last night. You know, that kind of thing. You know, I don't know what more he could have done. I, I guess that was his only outlet since everybody else is too afraid to touch it. But I mean, there, I feel like there are other ways he could have done it, you know, but Hey, he did it. He got his truth out. And, um, and I just want to see where this goes. I, it's sad. It's very sad, especially since Hain isn't here to, you know, defend himself and, you know, tell his truth as well, whatever that may be. But um, if you were to ask me, do you believe Corey Feldman? I tell you, yes, I do. I actually do. Yeah, I do. Even with all the madness and the quirkiness and the and the music, bless his heart. He he wants to be, you know, and he can still do his thing. As his, he, I know he has a little band and whatnot with his wife and other folks, but you know, I do wish him the best. I do hope that he gets some type of help counseling because anyone who's gone through anything like that you know get help as soon as you can don't wait don't let it fester don't let it just rot away at you you know because I feel like with Corey Hain that's what happened it rotted away at his spirit at his soul and nobody deserves that you know get the help that you need don't suffer in silence um unlike that leaving Neverland bullshit Corey Feldman looks like an actual person that suffered uh, molestation as a child. I believe that. I believe it. 100%. And Corey Haim. I believe it. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. I think with Corey Feldman's, like I said, background, folks kind of just... Like dismiss him as some cuckoo bird that he's just out here trying to get attention and money. But I believe him. I really do. But anyway, guys, excuse me if I kind of rambled a bit. I tried to just get my main points out and whatnot and what I felt about it and what I can, you know, kind of remember. Which just really sticks out in my head, you know. Him sitting there just talking about this. To me, it felt real. It felt authentic. It didn't, it didn't seem, you know, too staged. Now, there was the part where he was at, I think, Corey Haynes' gravesite. I thought was a little, like, staged. When he cut the long piece of hair. I thought that was a little, like, okay. But, hey, it could have been authentic to him. And also, one other thing I didn't like about this, um, I don't know if this was intentional or it's just how they edited the film. Corey, I did not like when you showed that clip of yourself dancing to Michael Jackson's Billie Jean and then he starts to go into who molested him. I didn't like that because to me, that's like you're insinuating that Jackson did something to you, but then it goes to the next scene and it shows Corey Feldman on Dr. Oz talking about who actually molested him. If you guys know what I'm talking about, I didn't like that part because I'm like, to me, I got nervous. I'm like, wait a minute. What is he about to do here? 
If you guys know what I'm talking about, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I didn't like that. I think, you know, if you're going to do that, make sure you say something positive about Michael because the haters were looking for a moment like that and hoping that you would come out and say, yeah, let me flip the script and say Michael did something to me. So that part I didn't like. But other than that, I thought overall, I enjoyed it. And, um, and to me, this was just his way of saying, I'm going to bear it all and show you. But best of luck to him. Anyway, guys, let me know what you think. You can actually send me a voicemail on here because, you know, on the comment section, I mean, there is no comment section. So if you would love to send me a voicemail, let me know your thoughts and whatnot. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. So guys, I will see you all in the next video or you will hear me in the next podcast. Take care.